Hello and howdy, everybody out there. For the week of May 12, 2014, this is Tribune Sports Radio. My name is Ben Rask, and today we are with Aaron Falk. How you doing, Benny? And Chris Kamrani. Howdy. And Mr. Kevin Winter-Morris. Hey, Benny. We've got a great show for you all today. We're going to be talking a little RSL at the top of it and work our way into the draft, talk about, give some grades out there, and do a little taste of local culture here and talk about the best haircuts in the city. Uh, start things off, Chris, uh, talk to us about the streak Real's on right now. Well, RSL has gone 10 games unbeaten to start a season. That's the third best start by any team in league history. They're inching closer. The best is 12-0-0, which the LA, LA Galaxy did back in 1996. They won 12 straight games yeah, to start a season. But I that think. was a competition in, soccer, in 96. That's impressive. Well, I, that, was the, that was the MLS shootout era. That was the era when there weren't many draws, if any. So you won or you lost. They won 12 in a row. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a phenomenal start for RSL. They've won five. They've tied five. Um, with all the injuries they've dealt with, with the first-year head coach and a young coaching staff, to rattle off 10 straight results and not lose, it's pretty remarkable. I'm running out of things to write about. Um, they just came off a dominating performance at Houston, 5-2 win. I believe they scored five goals once in 2013, and I believe Aaron was at that game. It was against the Charleston Battery in the Open Cup. They went down 2 to nothing against this lower division team and uh -huh. had to come back and score five goals so our cell only scored only scored five goals once in 2013 they've scored five goals now you know 10 games of the season they have 21 goals in 10 games which if i'm doing my math right is 2.1 goals per game which is good nice that that was impressive is that right right yeah. there yeah is that good yeah so yeah, I mean, it's a great start for them. Jeff Gassar and his staff, obviously, they, they, they say they have things to work on. But at this point, I don't know. Things are going to get tough now that, you know, Kyle Beckerman, and Nick Raimondo, Alvaro Sabrio leave for the World Cup. But Is Romaldo the best goalie in the game right now? Romando. Romando. Um, <laughs> what did I say, Rolando? Romaldo. Romaldo. <laughs> Rolio? <laughs> Nick. Is Nick the best goalie in the game right now? There you go. <laughs> In in soccer or in MLS? In MLS. I would think so, yeah. It's funny because it's kind of like the Jerry Sloan thing. He's never won an MLS Goalkeeper of the Year award yet. Every year he, he seems to win the save of the year, and he has all. he's closing in on you know the most regular season shutouts. He's one game away from tying the record. He'll eventually break it this year. I think Nick is. Obviously, you know, Jurgen Klinsmann's tapping him to be a, a goalkeeper on the, on the U.S. team more than, more than likely, so – um, and he comes up with a huge penalty kick save yesterday. You know, Houston gets a PK, and Nick does what he does. He stayed on the line and read the guy's eyes and, you know, did it old. Julie the Cat Gaffney knee save. <laughs> with nice. The, nice reference. Yeah. With the World Cup coming up, is, so do, are they going to suspend play in MLS, or is there going to continue? The, it's going to go until the weekend of June 7th, and the World Cup starts June 12th. Mm -hmm. So that Saturday is going to be the last game last league game for three weeks rsl picks up again the 28th in la um so yeah the mls will have suspended play for about two and a half three weeks mm -hmm. during the group stages of the world cup i mean it's cool people are going to be able to focus on the world cup they're going to be able to relish it watch it as opposed to you know trying to follow it while following their local mls teams for me it's great because i don't necessarily have to worry that much about rsl's doings when you know you probably want to focus a little bit on when the world's eyes are down in Brazil. You, right, you get to have a little more focus down there. Right, yeah, and I get to you know watch so much soccer and pretend to talk 
like like I know what I'm talking. This about. World Cup's going to be awesome though for us because it's it's at a normal time. It's oh, not. Oh yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not that's the only thing I care about it's right now. It's not at 4 a.m. You don't have to wake up at 4 a.m. to watch RSL or sorry the U.S. play England. It's not that. Or even I remember the 2002 World Cup when they were in Korea. Games were like at two in the morning. This one, I mean, I, you guys probably know time zones better than me, but Brazil is East Coast time. It or maybe is. one hour ahead no, I of think that. It, is it central? No, no, no. Well, no, I mean, no, no. some places might – I think some places might be eastern. But like it's a two-hour – More, 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 more um, you know, central in, in the country. But, you know, those games, those games along the coast like Rio and Sao Paulo, those are probably going to be two or three hours ahead of yeah, us, I believe. It's, it's three hours ahead. Yeah, in, of in, Salt Lake. Yeah, in Salt Lake. So – well, no, but still, that that's a reasonable time. You can, you don't have to sacrifice. Well, it wasn't like the Sochi's Winter Games where you'd wake up, or if you looked at Twitter, you absolutely knew who was won what. And what are you talking about? Those things were broadcast prime time on NBC. <laughs> <laughs> don't go spoiling anything for me, Falk. <laughs> no, but I mean, I absolutely agree with it. It also gives people a chance to get together, at, you know, at a decent hour to uh, to actually support the boys. Yeah, and start drinking. <laughs> drinking. Well, bars Watching. are open. Soccer, nacho wing, wearing scarves and wearing singing hats. songs. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing that says scarf weather like July in Utah. Yeah, yeah. gets I, me going. I finally saw the Believe video that the uh, the guy from Rancid made for the artist. Oh, RSL. Brandon, yeah, right. the promotional thing. It's not a half bad tune. It's. I mean, it's 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 catchy. It's catchy as all get out. You kind of have it in the back of your ear. You know, and you're just like, what's that? Oh, it's that song again. Yeah, I mean, it's not "Call Me Maybe" by Carly Rae Jepsen, but I mean, it's it's got the it's got the right spirit that you want, kind of a national uh, a team's anthem at the park. Yeah, it's a it's a great anthem. Um, you know, when you're sitting on press row and you're trying to find something else to listen to, you put in the iPod. You know, hit shuffle. Something good could happen. But you could believe. Is this uh, this might be maybe I'm overstepping here, but. Do you think they should stop pumping in that song at the Ooh. beginning? It, it seems People like don't it know be... that. People don't know that. <laughs> it's it's clearly over yeah. the PA. Yeah. It starts. I mean, and you know, everyone's singing it, but it's it's much louder than however many people are there on on you know any given night. It's, oh, absolutely. It's coming over the loudspeakers. Yeah, they and then they stop it, and then the fans are supposed to carry it on for a while. I was hoping it'd be cool. You know how in basketball games sometimes fans don't cheer until the first first bucket is scored it'd be funny if rsl fans just chanted that till the first goal scored they're running at you know their voices are hoarse people are passing out i'm always and this now if i can go off topic no please i'm i'm always like confused about some of the in-house music though like now since i go to i mean i cover the nba and i'm you know you got these young hip guys you know athletes in the prime of their lives playing intensely and then like that chicken organ music is playing da -dun, da -dun, da -dun. and it's like these guys this cannot possibly get anyone excited to play and perform at their best well it's a relic for the hockey it just sounds like hockey music half the time it's most appropriate almost or, or like an organ at a baseball game is that kind of like what yeah, you were saying it's your history but it's like this this guy is 24 years old and you yeah. know what well, you know whatever he's listening to and his beats by dre to get going yeah He's the man. They, yeah, they need some ASAP Rocky up in there. Man. <laughs> they need some, they need something. But it's yeah. To me, to me, it just there there needs to be a change in, in what we're pumping into these arenas. If you were so uh, so, let's pretend for a minute you're in baseball, and it, what would be your batting music going into the box? Go around the room. 
batting music going my, into the box. Mine would be uh, Seal, Kiss from a Rose. Dynamite. I know. I guess we're looking for the second best one now. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to get better than that. One time I told Bill Oram to use that as his intro song on one of the local radio stations, and all of the guys in the radio station were weirded out. <laughs> that's prob- That probably didn't help my cause. Probably, But no. that's, that's another story. You're not allowed on radio time. in this country. At least, um, how about you? I'm actually curious, Kimo. See, uh, that's, that's just too much pressure. I, I think you have to go to Falk. He, he, Falk is more of a music guy than I am. He's uh. ready. He's got his pick. I'm, I'm really not. I don't know. I mean... I, I, Eddie, I, Eddie Grant, Electric <laughs> Avenue. I think that was a top <laughs> ten song when I was born. We're going to walk down to Electric Avenue. I, I'd probably go with uh, The Wind Beneath My Wings. That that seems to be the, the the way to go. I think that that would definitely get the people pumped up. Something by Slayer. for I see a little more like that. No. It would be Battery by Metallica. System of a Down, yeah. Spiders. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good. What about you, Benny? Oh geez, uh, probably something you want to you want to call you want to do a callback for the crowd to kind of show back where you're from, and so uh, maybe Viva Las Vegas. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you know, something. It's not bad. Throw back, you know, a little from the hometown. Yeah, so I, I'll, I'll give it to you. Know, you. It's, a, it's, a, it's a jaunty little tune. Too. I suppose. I suppose. Um, with the uh, so we're going to move on from the RSL and t- throw it over to Camo. Let's talk a little bit about the draft this weekend. Uh, you had some thoughts on Johnny Football and uh, where he landed in the, uh, the draft, and uh, what do you think this is going to do for the Browns, or just what do you think about? I, I don't him? even care about the Browns. I really don't. It, it's more the personal aspect of it. You know, the the, the way that the NFL draft, the, the way that it's broadcast now. You know, you've got the guys in the green room just waiting for their dream to come true, or wherever they're sitting, and you know, old Johnny Manziel, he brought a lot of this on himself by being eccentric, I suppose. When, when What's eccentric, man? What's eccentric? Well, when you're rich, being a horse's patoot mm-hmm. becomes eccentric. Yeah. So, you know, for the first 10 round, uh, first ten picks, I'm like, ha, 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 sucker. But then at some point, you, you do start to feel bad for him. Blake Bortles, man. People are going to remember that Blake Bortles was drafted in front of Johnny Manziel. 19 picks before Johnny Manziel. Right. Just saying. Well, no, I, I, what Johnny I'm saying is, at what point do you start to feel bad for Johnny? Or or all the way till he gets picked, are you going, ha, 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 you're getting what you deserve? He brought, he brought he did bring a lot of this on himself, you know? I mean, he embraces... I mean, just taking the name Johnny Football into itself... Is he, didn't, he didn't he name didn't himself Johnny Football? Right. He embraced the name. Oh, killing me. He What's he going to do? Is he going to say, you guys, you know what? I'm 20 years old. I'm having a great time, but I don't want you guys to call me Johnny Football. Yes. What's he gonna, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Why not? No, yeah. there should have been a coach that stepped in. <laughs> like, somebody like, you know, you're not Johnny Football. You mean after he won a Heisman Trophy as a freshman in college? You guys are right. Yeah, yeah there's no point. Don't give this guy a nickname. Yeah. Well, what nickname would you have given him, Chris? I don't give nicknames. Sure That's you not do. my job. The nick- I've heard you give. Johnny Football is a phenomenal nickname. It is. It is. It is. It's a great nickname. It is. It's better than like King James. It's it's not Regal. It's not. No, Johnny Football, man. It's got, it does have a lunch pile kind of showing up to work kind of name to it. It has the backyard football ring to it. Yeah. And he's good. No, he is good. Nah, you guys are. Counting. I think what uh, Kevin's talking about is like with the camera focus on him for what's the time between the draft picks? Fifteen Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes between each pick. So seems so much longer. 
Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, every team's going to uh, use all nine minutes and 58 seconds before they deliver the card, so uh, right. people are still going to be talking about that team. It's so Mel Kuyper Jr. could be like, this is the number one guy on my draft board. <laughs> He's not the only one doing that. John Gruden's just making that weird face. His eyebrows. He's mad. Right. <laughs> you know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't be in the green room. I, I, don't, I don't think. I don't no. think I would either. I, I don't want that because I'd be the guy who drops. They'd be like, yeah, so Kevin might be, a, you know, the number three pick, and I'd fall to the seventh round. You guys remember who dropped? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers worked out pretty good for him. Yeah. But I'd, I still wouldn't have wanted to be Aaron Rodgers sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. He only waited to 24. Johnny <laughs> waited to 22. Even the NFL was making fun of Johnny football on their Twitter account. I mean – I don't know. So, so in talking about how Johnny Football is this guy who loves himself, we basically just spent the last five minutes on Johnny Football. So clearly, we're drinking the Kool Aid. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, and it tasted good. And he's going to Cleveland, man. That's why it's cool. Yeah. And he's got two. They sold two thousand season tickets to the, the moment he got or the day that he got drafted. He's going to the saddest sports place in. No. No, yeah. No. Don't, no, don't. No, they're sadder. No, man. No way. No Cleveland, way. man. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, come on. What? Get, you think, you gonna you try think to, Cleveland don't, don't bring up, if you, if you bring town? up Chicago, I'm going to ask no, you to leave. No, I'm not going to bring up Chicago. There, there are worse cities to go to than you're looking for. In, ter- in terms of, in terms of sheer heartbreak, there, no one is worse than Cleveland. Okay. Man. If you want, all right. Heart, heartbreak is different than the worst town to end up in. It's got you know what it is. It's that it's got San Diego Winnipeg problem. The difference being is that when you lose, when the Chargers or the Padres lose, you just go to Mission Beach, right? You know, life is good still. When you walk out of the, when you walk around Cleveland in the dead of winter, I mean, people yep. die. People die. <laughs> Tailgaters <laughs> die. You know, like it's it's a it's a pretty dreary place. But that's a town that's so starved for a winner that if Johnny Football were to win a title in Cleveland, he would be. They would erect statues to him. Dude, LeBron James was there like four years ago. Different sport. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Eh, it's the same market. It is. And they loved him the until in- he left and did, you know, his thing. Yeah. I'm just saying that guy has a lot of work to do. I think that there are sadder towns to go to. Than like what? Cleveland. I just told you Winnipeg. No, Winnipeg. No, Winnipeg doesn't count. There's one. There's one pro sports franchise what in Winnipeg. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even find Winnipeg on a map. Uh, what about Miami? If you go to Miami, uh, as same thing as San Diego. Same thing as San Diego. No, no, you're not gonna, you're not gonna win this one. Raleigh, Raleigh. What yeah. are you talking Hockey? about? Raleigh? Hockey again? Ugh. No, this guy, man. Nashville. This guy. Needs country to, music gets great, but do you really want to go to? We Nashville? need to come up with like uh, one of those. Arguably, I mean, if I had to pick one, I mean, I know Houston has a couple of uh, NBA titles, but I mean, Houston, that's a that's a rough, rough place walking out of the arena. Yeah, yeah, I can see Houston, it, but I mean, anytime, anytime you grew up watching like four Hall of Famers on your team, yeah. I don't, and to win a couple titles too, I don't. Maybe Cincinnati, Sacramento, yeah, the Reds. Had- Sacramento, come on, man, we're looking for places with more than one team. All right, okay, yeah. well, killing you, me. You have to put, the, you have to lay out yeah. the rules a it's, little bit. It's Cleveland, Cincinnati. Uh, they had the Reds back yeah. in the day. It's it's Cleveland, man. Detroit. Detroit, maybe. Yeah. Detroit, maybe, but the Pistons. And the nope. Red Wings. Yeah, and the Red yeah. Wings, yeah. yeah. Uh, hockey doesn't count. No, the hockey Tigers counts. Oh, hockey counts. Run this last four years. Yeah, and they yeah. lost to the Giants in the 
World Series a couple no, they did. Of times. Yeah, yeah. Kind of in terms of sports heartbreak, nothing's worse than Cleveland. I really hope people are still listening to this because we not. just we just well, it's only sixteen minutes in. Okay, you know, this yeah. the average bus ride's at least twenty three. <laughs> that's that's very <laughs> that's true. That's, that's going to be our demo. A couple people exchanges. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, you know. With uh, so anyway, we can say what you want about Johnny Football, but you know, there was a nice story about Michael Sam getting drafted. You know, uh, what do you think? Was is it is this kind of going to be the uh, the the point where the hopefully part of the sexuality discussion gets dropped and it's just all performance on the field? You would hope so. Probably not. I mean, guys, there's so much yapping going back and forth on any field of competition, and it's going to come up and it's going to be just, I mean, I, I think if you heard it, heard what is normally said, you'd be pretty uh, shocked by some of the the trash talk that goes on and he's going to hear it. And I mean, Aaron, you, you've been close enough to NBA courts. You've, you know, there are notorious yappers in the NBA who like to talk trash the whole way down the court. Yeah, and I think, but I think leagues are getting much better at cracking down on people that use slurs and, and things like that. And everyone, I mean, you can read lips and, every, and everything's televised and those sorts of yeah. things. So I think they're 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 much better at, at that. I mean, uh, in terms of on the field, I think it'll be, I mean, I, I don't know, but it, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Not interesting. I'm, that's, that's the wrong word. It's going to be, it's not going to stop being a topic of conversation for a while. I mean, it's an, until... You know, this is years from from being that thing. We're still talking about race in in America in 2014. I mean, it's we're years from getting to that point. But it's it's a nice it's a nice uh, you know maybe it is a turning point. But it's it's still something that's you know yeah, years years away. Andy still has to make the team. I mean, yeah, absolutely, it, absolutely. It comes down to that too. And that team has a very good defensive line. I mean, they have Robert Quinn. They have uh, Chris Long, Howie Long's yeah. kid. They drafted. Uh, Another another guy, um, that kid from um, I don't care, yeah. I don't know. I know they drafted a, a defensive tackle in the first round as well. So yeah, Michael Sam has some work to do, for sure. It it would be cool though. I mean, it, I I think that it, it's a nice story if it plays out the way that you hope that it does. Otherwise, it, my mean, my whole thing is everyone was saying, you know, why did Michael Sam slip this far? Because he was the SEC Defensive Player of the Year, right? I mean, you have to be a pretty good player to be named SEC Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, you're in the same conference as Alabama, LSU, Auburn, and everyone said, well, he's good, but he doesn't do one thing that well. It's like, well, I mean, clearly he did enough well enough to be named the Defensive Player of the Year in the best conference in college football. Yeah. That's my, that's my whole take, but I don't I don't know much. Well, hopefully it's part of it. You know, part of this is that there's uh, – older veteran players start retiring and these new younger guys are getting in that they're going to be exposed to people you know transgender homosexuals uh, gays and lesbians and stuff and so they could it's not going to be as maybe as biting it's just i think it's important for him to have some success and i think the part about now it's contingent upon his performance making the team you know yeah. proving he needs to be out there because jeff fisher was talking about this being a good opportunity for them and if it's he works out all the more power to him right you know and part of that i think the equality is that if, if you're not good enough you don't make the team right and it should be because you couldn't didn't run, learn your playbook right you know and if it gets to that conversation that's i think that's the important part of this yeah yeah I, I, and i i think in a locker room all it takes is one guy who's seen as a leader uh, maybe a veteran to just say look we aren't dealing with this everyone shut up and just play and i, I think that that puts an end to it in your locker room 
But you need a guy to do that. Yeah. And and you need a Pee Wee Reese to put his arm around Jackie Robinson and say like yeah. that. You need one of those guys. Yeah. And I mean, it, and and you hope that that happens. But I, I think that the the play on the field also goes a long way in determining that. Like, if this guy can help us win, I think that uh, you're a whole lot more likely to say just close your yap and play. You know. Whereas if it if it's if the level of play on the field is a little bit questionable, then it becomes more of a sideshow, and you don't want that. No, definitely not. So, you're looking a little shaggy there, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I, wa- I was looking at myself in the mirror, actually, at this hoodie and shorts and flip-flops and this look, and I thought I was maybe like a white Russian on my mustache short of being the dude. It just <laughs> it looks looks pretty bad. Um, but I was, I was just wondering – because I, I see Chris's hair, and it is amazing. It's Macklemore-ish. I mean, there's... Oh, sir. It, it is. It's sir. dangerously close. Sir, no. I mean, the, that guy has it, like, down to his skin. He's Look got a one on the side. Then how is it close? <laughs> it's, uh, it's a dealt up top, but, I mean, you've been dealt a good genetic hand, so that's a, that's a thick mop I mean, on top I'll, of that. If, if, I, if I slick it back, you're, at, you're telling me I look like a good fella. So I mean, is it just because it goes to the side? Is it because it is it the way my hair falls? Well, uh, no, it's because the new style. Because I'd rather be referred to as you know Ray Liotta from Goodfellas than Macklemore. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, I'm just kidding. The uh, the it's it is new that Macklemore look is a weird thing that I see at the club all the time. Is that you see the shaved sides and then the top mop thing, and then I get too often it's like God, that looks. Really, really a lot like the the Nazi Germany officers cut they had, you know, with the th- the the top thing pulled over to the top. It's it's I, I think CK is pulling it off. I'm wondering where he, I don't know where you go. Yeah. Well, I I have a I have a it's one of those really long funny stories. Like my one of my good friends used to date this girl who who worked at a salon. Then they broke up, but I still went to her to get my hair cut. Now she doesn't work at that salon. She has a salon out of her house. I go there. So you're on. You're in some like weird black market of hair. Oh, absolutely. And the pricing's great. Well, is it in trade? You write stories? No. It's just you know. And how often are you? How often are you going? See, that's my that's my issue, man. I'm half Persian, so my hair grows like <laughs> insanely fast. I go like every month, every four weeks. Okay. And Camo, you're what are you doing here? Your Camo's completely bald, shaved. Yes. It's a shaved look. What are you you doing this yourself? I am. Yes. How long have you been doing this? Uh since college. So you pick it in the shower? Yeah, I do. How how yeah. often? Um and not as often as I used to because of the time commitment. It takes about forty five minutes uh to do the entire it, I, I use clippers to get it down short. Uh, then razor once, and then a second time in order to make sure that you get everything. It's a beautiful cue ball. Exactly. But then, and now, the, so, but it'll be back. I mean, you're only bald really for a day before you end up with sandpaper. And you have to be careful because you do. It will attract lint. Like putting a sweatshirt <laughs> or something on, you gotta be careful. You get the fuzzies in the head. Yeah. So I, I, I cannot help you with the proper place to go. If you, if you want, I mean, I'm more than willing to help you just take it all off. You can borrow the clippers. That's not going to work for me. Sure. We That's can. not going to work for That'd be a what good I look. have going on. <laughs> it would be a good look. I don't think so. I'm, 
I like the I like the the barbershop feel that's coming back. I used to be like I could go to Great Clips or something like that and not care, you right. know. But I like I like this feeling like I'm a little bit more of an adult going to you know a, a nice barbershop but they're they're I've kind of been hit and miss on on where I'm going. Barbershops have always seemed really pretentious to me for some reason. I went to a barber when I was a kid because my parents made me and the sound of clippers as a kid terrified me. I always thought this guy was just going to cut my ears off. <laughs> so I was always very wary of barbershops. I the, the barbershop for me though is much like you you got your electrician guy, you got your plumber guy, you got your trans your transmission guy, you got the guy yeah. who's going to help you with all your stuff. For me, finding my barber about two and a half years ago was one of the best days of my life. You know, because uh, I used to go to Perry's over on State Street for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, Bill Orm famously complained about this to me at length. Um, Bill Orm used to work here a long time ago. Now he's down in Orange County. Is that he was writing prep sports, getting his haircut at Perry's every two to three weeks, so he would have a good look up there. And he was always pissed off that Perry, the guy running the shop, could never remember who he was. You know, it's like he goes, "How many sports reporters are getting their hair cut here? <laughs> like, why do you keep asking me what I do?" You know, I think that speaks to Bill's ego. Yeah, it definitely speaks to that. But uh, for me, meeting Ray's barbershop and getting my hair cut by Ray, and then eventually meeting Carlos up there at the, the Highland property. I'm sorry, the, um, the foothill, the foothill location. You know, I mean, that's a game changer. You know, you get the clippers, they get you on the side, they get the hot towel on the back back massage yeah, see it isn't just about the the cut it, it's about the entire experience it's you've got to find that yeah i mean back back when i back before i started just doing it myself I used to go to this guy frank this is back in new york frank top frank. let me tell you frank, frank didn't understand the whole experience so frank didn't keep my business for long frank was the guy like he'd start watching tv and all of a sudden oops i mean you got to have a guy who understands the experience well, Carlos is great because uh, I was telling you guys this earlier. It's like he's 22 years old. Uh, I, he's he, I, he's going to die after me, so I don't have to look. Oh, you're up. good. Oh, I'm great. I'm good yeah. for the next seven years. So the there you go. Any That's what uh, this was like. I don't know, six years ago or something like that. I went out and did a a story, just kind of a, a human interest story on this longtime barber who worked in the um, Little America, named Lou, in this awesome little shop that he had in there. Old school dude, awesome. got ashtrays in the chair and yeah, everything, yeah. you know, like a million stories. And Did he, was he wearing the white? Oh yeah, yeah. oh right. yeah. And so I'm sitting there, and he's and he's got one cut. Like I'm going there for an interview, and he's got one customer that he's that he's getting his haircut with. Um, and it turns out this barbershop is going to be it's about to be closed because oh. they're doing some renovation, and he's basically going to be pushed out this whole time. This guy is. Um, really old guy, and he's got some some help there. He can't really talk. Um, he had a stroke or something mm. like that. And so Lou cuts his hair. This is just before the interview. Well, I'm going to talk to him. Cuts his hair. The guy tries to give him some money, and Lou refuses it. And and you know says, "Go on, go on. You know, whatever." Turns out it was Earl Holding. The guy's a billionaire. Owned the damn hotel. That was, <laughs> was going to close him down. Um, but you know. And it was an uh, it was an awesome shop. I totally like you know I could probably get my haircut here, and clo- but it closed down. And then like two weeks later, Lou died or something like that. That's too bad. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. So I I don't I mean I go I bounce around. I'm nomadic in, in my in my barbering. Uh, 
Well, what's nice about the Rays is that you get in this image of your house, and I'm not talking about Barbershop with the Ice Cube movies, but it does have a lot of that feel where the guys themselves are trying to embrace that culture. You know, it's like they're knowledgeable in sports. They're, they got a little bit of politics in them. You know, they could be very good listeners. They can talk your ear off, you know, and it's, that's with the, the camaraderie when you're sitting in the chair and there's guys waiting, you know, behind you and the barbers are yelling at each other. It's like it's, I kind of get that experience, you know, and, you know, for the most part, as men, I don't think they teach you this, but it's like you're not really allowed to be that vain all the time. And like getting a haircut is one of those few times where it's all right to kind of indulge yourself in the next to look in the mirror. And, you know, there's something about having your neck shaved, man. <laughs> like, you know, if you've got a furry, you know, tough on the back like I do, it's like it's good to know someone's taking care of business back there. It is nice. Yeah. It's a, and then they get the, the massager out. They hit you. Yeah. That's nice. The, the thing comes out like a, a toaster rub and with a pad on the bottom of it, and it <laughs> vibrates up and down your shoulders. And they never do it long enough, and it's never deep enough. You know? <laughs> I'm going to get you one of those for Christmas. Too. I, would, I would set up a shop like at a, a lemonade stand on 9th and 9th and just offer a 15-minute <laughs> blast with that thing. <laughs> that thing is outrageous, you know? But it's a good part of the culture, and it's uh, I, I I definitely like I definitely endorse the Rays, you know, uh, the Foothill property, not the downtown one. You know, downtown one's a little weird. It's like getting a haircut at a uh, an, uh, an Elizabethan shop. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like eating a Crown Burger. You know, where they have all these weird kind of like Whoa. King James. What <laughs> easy back Whoa. that bus? Take up. it easy, man. No, I'm back. Uh, back well, up. I was gonna say I'm I'm a little thrown off by the like the mustache revolution there. Like, okay, yeah. that, that's that's a hard one for me to deal with, but. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I live downtown, so I'm probably gonna end up at one of these downtown yeah. places. So that's that's you know, and I, I bounce around and I, I kind of do this thing. But it's a nice it's a nice feel. I like yeah. I like going there. So anyway, that was totally off you know somewhere crazy. Barber shops, man. Cool. Do you get great. the neck massage and the? Do you get the shave of the back of the neck, Chris? From well, your yeah. I mean, obviously, because you got you got to clean that up. Yeah, but I. No massage, just just you know, just some, business, just some good old fashioned girl talk. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm all about. That's all about. All right, all right. Well, we're gonna wrap up this episode, uh, the first Tribune Sports Radio. Uh, th- we're getting this off the ground, and we definitely we appreciate everyone listening. But more importantly, we'd like some input from you. So uh, we go around the room. Aaron, what's the what's the Twitter handle? At Aaron Falk, A A R O N F A L K. C K. Spell that, it. That, <laughs> at at C H R I S K A M R A N I. So at Kiss, uh, Chris Cromrani. Kind of. And uh, at K Win W I N Mo M O. I'm at Benny Raskin. We want you guys to tweet us. We want you to talk to us. Tell us what you want us to rap about. Uh, between Chris and Aaron, they've got the inside track on all, all your RSL and uh, Utah jazz coverage there. We're going to be bringing in some guests that work at the paper and maybe some people from out here to kind of get their input on some of this stuff. We keep it loose, keep it fun. What Wait, was it? Well, I was gonna say you didn't spell your last name. People might not know Raskin. Oh, it's I mean, I know you're a big deal, but people could be like C. K- I am one of two Raskins in the entire state. The other Raskin works up at the U. Yeah, he's a mathematician guy. It's uh, at Benny B E N N Y R A S K I N. It's trash can, or it's rat skin without the T. So, Bob, yes, it is. We're gonna get a uh, we're gonna get uh, an email account up there. Follow us on Twitter, and uh, we'll be doing this once a week on Mondays. We're bringing you up to date with all the activities from the week before. And thank you very much for listening. Take care. Good job, guys. <laughs>